When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Please be advised that Six Degrees of Reality TV contains explicit language. Hi and welcome to Six Degrees of Reality TV, the podcast where two MFAs try to figure out what the hell is happening on our screens. My name is Amy and I hold an MFA in creative nonfiction. And my name is Leslie and I hold an MFA in creative writing fiction. And together we are trying to uncover what it means to fall in love on reality TV. Welcome to Six Degrees of Reality TV. My name is Amy and I'm your co-host. And I'm Leslie and I sound like I'm dying because I feel like I am. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Oh no, tell us what happened. Everything hurts and I'm dying. No, I had to have a root canal and so this happened on Thursday and it was so bad, the infection, that they could only do one side because I wasn't taking anesthesia on both sides of my gums. So then they had to kind of stop it. So they put like a little temporary, it's like a tarp on my tooth. And I can't Ugh. really chew on that side. I can't even brush on top of it, only like gently on the sides. It is horrible. And the only thing they gave me was ibuprofen. And I'm in pain. Thank you. I have a, a first of all, I'm like, I'm going to pull a Mitch here. First of all, I'm sorry that happened to you. <laughs> Thank you. (laughs) Second of all, I have an intense fear of the dentist because I, and this was a local dentist Mm -hmm. around here. He was like 107. (laughs) My mother used to take us to him. (coughs) Sorry. (coughs) And he would, he would put the fluoride stuff on, Mm -hmm. like the cleaning stuff and forget about you. Oh, So you're sitting there like gagging trying not to throw up for like a solid half hour and then he would come in so to this day when I walk in a dentist's office and I smell that that fluoride yeah my stomach turns like I have a physical reaction to it so I'm really weird about anything having to do with my teeth so I would die if I was getting a root canal is what I'm trying to say yeah this is my very first one I've been very good throughout my life with not getting cavities like I had one cavity like as like a 12 year old and then another one recently you know as soon as I started to fix my teeth when I got adult braces my teeth just went to shit basically wait a minute 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 back up you got adult braces were you trying to be someone's sister wife (laughs) no (laughs) no I do not like Gary that's a (laughs) pre-rack no it was it's kind of like a Dominican thing if you have braces then you kind of have money I do not and I had to pay for that crap and it was so painful and then it happened all during the pandemic I was supposed to get them removed and then I had to stay with them for like six extra months it was a nightmare anyways did you do actual braces or did you no I had actual braces I had full that's probably better metal mouth 
what good has it done for me because I forget to wear my retainer? You guys, there's no hope for me at this point. <laughs> you have beautiful teeth, though. I am delirious like I, from pain. <laughs> I have what we call passable teeth. Like, my teeth are good. And when my when we were little, my sister had the worst. My dad used to call her his little bottle opener. Like, that's how bad her teeth Oh, were. my God. And... <laughs> And so my parents kind of had to make the decision of who got the braces because they were so expensive. Yeah, they were expensive. So because my teeth were good enough, I didn't get them. Mm. So could I could I benefit from braces? Yeah, probably. But I just I don't know. I didn't do it. No, I mean But I have I have I many friends them. who grew up the same way, like they couldn't afford them when they were small yep. and they got them now. And their teeth are beautiful. I mean, yeah. it was to the point where, like, you could fall into the gaps of my mouth. They were just... <laughs> they were social Aww. distancing before it was popular. <laughs> my teeth were just not trying to be cool with each other. So the bottom line is, my teeth hurt, but I'll live. But last week, we had a milestone episode. We didn't even discuss that. Like, hello. Guys, we were so we were so starstruck and nervous that Maddie and Poodle from Reality Gays... We're gonna realize like how small and shitty our podcast was and back out the last minute. We didn't say anything about it. Yeah, we were Amy was like, should we put a little tease? I was like, nope, just in case they back out. Nope, 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 nope. nope. What if they're like, oh my god, these idiots have 12 listeners. We're not doing this. Exactly. So no, in all seriousness, they were so funny. They were they're so generous and gracious with their time and we really appreciate it. They're really they nice amazing. guys. I've known them for, you know, I, I discovered their podcast during the pandemic and I was living in Jersey City. I was really depressed. You know, the pandemic happened. I was so lost. Mm-hmm. And I found comfort in their podcast and kind of it developed from Me there. Too. And they were just so accessible. They still are pretty accessible even now. You know, people like DM them and stuff and they respond. Yeah. And yeah. and I've told them, I've warned them. I'm like, listen, if you don't want crazy people, you need to stop being so accessible. Like, hello, me. Now you're doing my <laughs> podcast. You need to stop that shit. No, they're, they're great I, guys. I, I also discovered them. I discovered them when I was working on my gun book, which was really like I did a book with school survivors school shooting survivors Mm -hmm. for two years and that it was from 2018 to 2019 and i discovered them around that time oh wow and i was like i I, that's when i started watching 90 day fiance because i had never watched it before and i was like i just need something that is not tragic and sad all the time like i just need something to pull me out of this and so i was listening to and i just fell in love with them and i love them so much and just like the musical theater my musical theater background and just basically i've been told and i take this as a sense of pride that i'm basically a teenage gay boy (laughs) because of my (laughs) likes and then you know so i i take that Probably, I wear that. You as a should, badge. you should consider that proud. Like I'm a middle aged white woman, heart and soul, <laughs> and I have been since I was about fifteen. <laughs> so you should be proud of that because even last night I'm saying to my husband, "Oh, did you ever hear that song by Mar- Barry Manilow?" He's like, "What are you talking about? Why are we talking about Barry Manilow?" I'm like, "Oh, I kind of like Barry." Manilow. I'm a fan of though. I love Barry He's Manilow. Like, Don't ever say it again. Don't ever say it again. <laughs> I listen. You're talking to someone who has an Aerosmith tattoo on her hip and a Prince mm-hmm. symbol mm-hmm. on her wrist, and I love Barry Manilow. And once he tweeted at me, and I almost died. Okay. So there you go. All right. There you go. There you go. 
All right. So should we begin with this shit show? Yes, let's go. I want to say up front, Team Mitch. I am Team Mitch. Mm -hmm. I just am. I'm just going to say how excited I am to talk about this episode. When Okay, I'll get into it. If you talk bad about a puppy, any puppy (laughs) whoopee, uh-uh, you on my shit list. Nope. Bye. Especially Luna. Oh, God, that dog is amazing. I need that dog. Okay. So we are talking about Married at First Sight, Season 15, Episode 8, Party Ways. And I wrote, as the description, nothing much happens this episode. It's just really filler. They've only been married two weeks. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, they meet up with friends and throw various housewarming parties. Yeah. So that's that's pretty much all we have. All right. So we're going to start with Kristen and Mitch. And I like her more and more each week. I like him more and more each week. If you'll notice, I don't think there's a lot of drama between them. It does. I mean, only like the recycling thing, you know. Yeah. Recyclops. And I think this is this is what <laughs> office reference. This is what. Oh, I got it. This is what happens when um they can't they don't cast twenty year olds. Yeah. Right. Like these people are kind of mature. Okay. So Kristen meets up with Joanna. And tells her her life with Mitch is going really well. He's easy to live with, but there's some situations like his stove is really dirty. He's got a junk room, which, as I said last week with Manny and Poodle, both of my grandparents had a junk room. Totally get it. And my grandma Um, has one too. My nan, mi abuela, I love her. And then he's hoarding because he doesn't want to throw things away, which I don't know that really kind of resonated with me. I'm like, what what do you do with things? Like, we live in such a disposable society. It's something that I have a really hard time with, especially with clothes. Like, I always try to find... Um, I just found in my neighborhood, like, this great church, and what they do with it, they actually, you know, donate. They don't sell it. They donate it. Like, pass it forward donate for it. people. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, that's so great, because sometimes these other organizations, you don't know who's funding them, and they could go against one of my interests and I'm like I just want to give it away I don't and obviously if it's like summary stuff I send it to the Dominican Republic because I have family there that can benefit from it we're all shaped similarly Mm -hmm. so I do that Mm -hmm. but in terms of other stuff it's like what do I do with this I don't need this decorative you know vase or whatever like what do we do with it do we sell it or like like how do exactly and who's gonna want it like here's an example so our garage door opener broke so timmy timmy fixed it like five times Mm -hmm. right finally we had to say okay i think we need to buy a new garage door opener what do we do with the old one Mm -hmm. it's broken it's plastic it's metal so we're like taking it apart trying to okay we can recycle these parts of it we can like it's crazy and sometimes you just don't know what to do with things so yeah. i get what mitch is doing he's like i don't want it to end up in the trash but what do we do i don't know anyway okay so they have a party coming up and Kristen, who let's not forget was head of her sorority mm. girl knows how to throw a party right yeah wants to do a french theme with wine and charcuterie and i'm all about this yeah that sounds great <laughs> He mixed it and he suggested, okay, are you ready? <laughs> Communist regimes. <laughs> zombie apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then there was one like how you think the world is going to end. 
I'm into this. Mm. I am digging this. This guy is like my soulmate. <laughs> but he is dressed as a Trekkie, though, to be fair. That's what he, he settles on. <laughs> he is dressed as Jean-Luc Picard. Yeah. With a bad blonde wig. I don't know what's happening there. So they decide on retrofuturism. And I'm sorry, I thought their party was the best. It looks cute. I it was it. amazing. So retrofuturism is how people in the 50s and 60s viewed the future. Mm-hmm. So think of shows like Lost in Space and stuff like that, right? So he's going to go as, oh, oh, this, Kristen says, he's going to go as a captain from a spaceship. Um, Excuse me, <laughs> he's Jean-Luc Picard. <laughs> okay. So then jo- Joanna asks her if Mitch knows about her failed engagement. She says no, because when I tell people the story, they kind of haven't been very receptive in the past. It hasn't gone well, and they think there's something wrong with me. Okay. So later, we see them chilling. Now, Mitch is on the ground, mm-hmm. and he's putting together what looks like the old game mousetrap. You know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? Like, with all the... Yeah. And then I'm like, wait, is that a bong? Because it was, like, all tube type structures yeah. i did not know what he was doing he was doing like the michael scott tube city that he wanted to create yes. in the office yeah. <laughs> um turns out that he was putting together some toys that he had borrowed from his niece that were like futuristic yeah he things. was like repurposing oh, okay, toys yeah so Kristen decides, I'm going to tell them the story right now. So she's like, come on over here. Let's taste some of these drinks. So they start drink tasting. And she tells them the story about her failed engagement. As we remember, guys, the fiance was cheating on her for six months. She found out two weeks before the wedding. Ended up keeping the wedding going. Just took all her friends and family, which sounds awesome. Yeah, because it was a destination wedding. Now, when she says, we went anyway on the destination wedding, Mitch does go, well, that's weird. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, now later on, either later in this episode or on the after show, I forget which one, because she was on after show too. She says at some point, I think he didn't realize that I couldn't get my money back. Like, I think that was his reaction. Like, why would you go spend all this money? Right. Mm -hmm. She said, but I couldn't get refunds from anywhere. Which is. So I had to use it. Which is exactly what I thought the reason why, that they were like, screw this. Let's just all make it a girl's trip or a family and friends trip. And that's it. It sounds amazing. Way better than a fucking wedding. So I think it's great. So anyway, he responds really well. He he holds her hand Mm -hmm. and he says to her, I'm sorry this happened to you, first of all. Like my tooth. Mm -hmm. And and then he says, I want you to know that I would never act that way. And that is just not who I am. I'm an honest partner in this relationship. If I have an issue, I'm going to bring it to the table. You're going to know about it. And then he says, this doesn't change my feelings or my level of respect for you because you've done nothing wrong. And I'm like, I mean, that is the normal, responsible, healthy way to respond. She did nothing wrong. She did nothing wrong. It was And even on After Party, Rudy Huxtable was like, You did nothing wrong, and he responded beautifully. Mm -hmm. Like, it was perfect. Okay, so we were really excited about... I was really excited about that. I shouldn't say we, because I don't know how you feel about them, Leslie. I was... I mean, I was all for it until the dog comment later on. So, yeah, continue. I'm going to defend the dog comment, (laughs) but let's get there. Okay. So, at their party, Mitch is dressed up like Picard with a blonde wig, which is confusing. Kristen kind of looks like a character out of Futurama, which I thought was really cute. Mm. She looked adorable. 
They have like lasers all over. Like their party's amazing. Yeah. She has like so a bluish, part- like beehive hairstyle. Like it was yes, really cool. She looks great. So their party starts and Mitch is like really into it. He's like speaking a funny language and he's like, me oh, me oh, like doing that kind of thing. And Kristen tells us she had bought plastic shot glasses for jello shots. What are you thinking? <laughs> Why would you buy anything plastic? Anyway, she really thought that Mitch was going to have a heart attack over this. And she's careful to say that he respectfully asked her to return them. Yeah. And to buy the stainless cups, which were like 25 times more expensive. <laughs> but she said, you know, it's there. We're I'm sure we'll use them again. She's trying to take this in stride. You can see the friends start coming in. One friend brings a single use plastic cup of coffee. Yeah. And he's like, oh, God, oh, God. All right. So during their wedding, Kristen like kind of gets her friends away. They go up onto the seventh floor or whatever, and they're chatting about the party. And she gushes about how great life is with Mitch. And she does say, you know, he's more extreme Mm -hmm. than she thought he would be. But, and this is important, she does say like, but this cause is right. Like, I know he's right about this stuff. So it's not like he's just being like Ben, like somebody who's just super frugal and cheap. Right. right? Like she is buying into what he's doing. Like he's, and he is right. You know, so there's that. So she's like, I just need really need patience. And then we kind of cut to Mitch chatting with his friends. And he's talking to some woman in a pink, like, bob. Yeah. Really, really cute. And she says, we are radical anti-plastic. Like, how's she doing with this? And Mitch is like, it's great. I can't expect her to be like me overnight. I'm a lot. I know mm-hmm. I'm a lot. And he's like, but she's doing really great. And then, then we get to Luna. <laughs> So it turns out, guys, that Luna snores, like, loud. Mm -hmm. So we cut to Kristen telling her friends her version of it. And she's like, poor Mitch, he's not sleeping. He didn't sleep for, like, three hours last night because Luna was sleeping. So he's he's kind of... See, I didn't think this comment was that terrible because I thought it was just his dry humor. Mm -hmm. Because when we see him with Luna, he's always petting her. He's always, like, smiling, touching her. But he did say, like, I don't understand why this dog is so precious. Because to me, she's kind of useless. Yeah, I was like a useless. He said useless creature. I was like, how dare you, sir? (laughs) But I do think he was kidding. No, I get it. But I was at first I was like, you say that about Joey and it's off with your head. Like when you, so I have a, I used to have two Yorkies and one Aww. was named Ginger and she was four pounds. Aww. And my friend Ely one day said to me, Ginger's kind of useless. What does she do? <laughs> <laughs> and so we always kind of bring that up, even though it happened like 15 years ago. We're always like, remember that time you called my dog useless? So like, I get this. And she didn't mean anything by it. It was just yeah. like. Like she's, she's not, not a guard dog. dog. Yeah. <laughs> she's not going to help anybody. Like she's just kind of there. Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of what he was saying with Luna. Like, oh, God, what's so special about this dog? Are but the, I do think he loves her. Are the St. Bernard's the one to have the little whiskey around their necks? Yes. Okay. So yeah. you could have just strapped that onto your little four pound dog. That's it. And she'll be useful. <laughs> I absolutely Tequila could. shots. Yeah, little absolutely. tequila shots. <laughs> I could I would have put a little barrel on her and she just what tipped over the, yeah. the weight of it. 
All right. So, so that's it for them. We leave them in a good place. I'm really excited about them. Even on the next time on, we don't see any drama with them. Right. That's good. So if, if this goes sideways, which it might, Mm -hmm. I don't, it's not coming anytime soon. I think if they were to break up, it'd be over her non-reusable plastic dildo. And he'd be like, dude, we cannot support this. He's like, you need a cardboard dildo. Um, I really, I really like her for him. I'm really coming around on this whole thing. I did not think she was a good fit for him in the beginning. Coming around on it. Mm-hmm. I'll probably eat those words next week. All right. Let's talk about my least favorite couple, Alexis and Justin, who cried on the after show, by the way. Wait, who cried on the after show? Let me guess. Justin. Justin. Of course twice. he did. Oh, twice. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's breaking his own yeah. records. Yep. Alrighty. Yep. So when we open the scene with them, it's Alexis on FaceTime. She's with, I think, one of her sisters, or maybe like her close friend, because she says, your nephew got attacked, referring to her dog, Newton. Poor Newton. And she mentions the doggy boot camp that Justin's dog is at. And, you know, according to Alexis, if this dog continues to be aggressive, the plan is to make her live with Justin's best friend. So they're going to get rid of this dog, essentially. I felt better about that, though, than we're just going to get rid of her. Yes, at least like, I know where like, it's going somewhere. Yes. Yes, you know exactly, and Justin could still be in her life. Exactly, it would still yeah. break my heart. I, I'm not giving up Joey, so fuck that noise. But whatever. <laughs> but she's like, she says she's hopeful that this was only a one-time thing, and yeah. my guess is that it might not be, based on the fact that there have been other dog incidents. So yeah, this is gonna yeah. be at the core of their whole arguments moving forward. I think the rest of this season. It's just going to be this. Yes, yeah. I have a whole theory on them that I'm gonna I'm gonna talk out once you're done. Okay, so they sw- <laughs> <laughs> so they switch gears and start talking about the honeymoon. And Alexis reveals that Justin told her that you know he loved her during the trip, and the friend was like, "What did he say?" Because everybody knows that she's the commitment foe. She's got and proposed to three times and turned it down. You guys never forget three times, guys. In case you didn't know. And Alexis says she said nothing and was trying to run. And in her mind, she was screaming for help. And then admits that she eventually told them that she loved them too. And then there's a long silence from both ends. And then, well, is that her friend? I thought it was her sister. I think it might have been her sister or maybe her friend. I'm okay. not sure. You don't know. Somebody. Yeah, okay. because she said your nephew. And I'm thinking, oh, that could be her sister. But even like, you could be like an auntie to yeah. like, your friend's yeah, dog true. or to their kids. True. Like, I am a surrogate godmother to Joey. Yes. <laughs> I, just, I just named myself that, guys. She just chose that title. <laughs> and, but there was a long silence because her friend is like, okay, those are big words for two weeks, but okay. <laughs> you know? And she then warns them by saying, um, I love you is a huge deal, and she ch- should protect her heart, essentially. And Alexis tells her, that she's not sure she's in love with him yet. And she brings up the fact that Justin omitted things. And one big thing being the dog. His dog had been in dog fights before. And this is going to come up so much during this episode to the point where I'm just like, girl, we got it. Like, just get out of this already. And then we have to wonder, like, because when Justin described these incidents, they sounded like, what's the dog's name? Macy? Maxie? Maya. Amy? 
Maya. Maya. It sounds like Maya just like maybe snapped at a dog. Yeah. Like I don't feel like they were full blown dog fights, exactly. right? But Alexis is certainly characterizing them as that. Alexis is basically saying that was like it's Kojo. It's Kojo, like <laughs> ready to eat my dog. And she just kept saying, and she will say this throughout the episode and to different people, to anyone who will listen, he is lying by omission. And that's her yeah. stance. Yes. So um, and then she also admits to her friend that she does have a fear of commitment and she needs to get over that because mm-hmm. it is hindering. It, this could be a good situation for her and she's just stuck yeah. on this whole thing. Um, you know, her friend tells her, be smart about it, keep your eyes open, but also your heart. And I was like, okay, that's nice. But then later mm-hmm. on in this episode, we get this self-recorded confessional from Alexa. She's in her car and she's telling us that Newton was throwing up blood. And apparently the medication was causing him tummy issues. And the doctor yeah. has specified, like, stop you know, administering it if this happens. And Justin had continued to administer the medication without her knowledge, without knowing that this was the side effect that the dog was having. And again, mm-hmm. she's using this as Justin not being truthful. Yeah. So here's my theory on this. You can't, I'm not team Justin here, mm-hmm. but you cannot expect someone to constantly tell you the truth and be completely honest with you when they are terrified of you yeah like you you can't expect them to be honest if you create a hostile environment for the truth exactly so like justin is terrified to tell her anything yeah bottom line like that's it and i'm not saying that she's scary but it's certainly there's she's a good arguer yeah like he's not gonna win an argument against her period because so I think what, he's terrified of her. what she does is, which she'll later break on, is she'll be like, I'm done, I'm done. Because she, if yes. she's not getting her point across or if she doesn't feel that she's winning the argument, she shuts down and she doesn't want to have it anymore. Whereas he's like, well, weren't we just talking? But anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. But while she's talking about this in the car, this is cutting back and forth between like cam footage from their kitchen like they're not in the um, kitchen excuse me, it's prison cam prison footage. cam footage so mm-hmm. this is their so at first you see them in the kitchen and then they kind of disappear off you know off camera but you hear them yelling and alexis is going yeah. but that's why i get frustrated with you and justin is yelling back what the fuck you want me to do about it now and alexis yells not be vague so vague is another word that if you were taking mm-hmm. bets on this and taking shots for this word you'd be hammered mm-hmm. halfway through. So Now, on After Party, let me just slip this in real quick. Mm-hmm. On After Party, he said Newton was eating, but just not eating the usual amount. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, like, if he would eat, you know, a cup of food in the morning, he was only eating maybe, like, a fourth of a cup. Okay. But Justin attributed that to Newton being in a new environment, which dogs sometimes don't eat when they're in a new environment. Sometimes they so, like, do that. So, he didn't think anything of it. And also when they're recently hurt, they're still a little mm-hmm. apprehensive. And also medication, a lot of times, even to humans, it upsets yeah. your stomach and you don't want to eat as much. I mean, I could barely eat now. <laughs> but notice he didn't say that to her no. in the fight. No. And I think it's because he just gets scared by her 
I don't want to say she's aggressive, but she's just so confident. Yes. You know, and she's very, very afraid of that. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. very affirmative. That's what it is. Yes. Thank and you. so yes. that could be a little off putting if you've never met a woman like that, a strong woman like that. You'd be yes. like, I 100%. don't know how to react because also he's very sensitive and he's very cautious about how he approaches her because he doesn't want to, also, I think, in his mind, go to that stereotype of like, oh, she's just an angry black woman or something like that. So he's being careful and monitored as to how he responds to her. He's a smart dude. I think he's smart. And that makes him mature in that sense. Mm-hmm. So then later on in the episode, they're getting ready for the party. I'm, I was actually surprised that they were even going to go ahead with this party. So <laughs> Alexis arrives to this candy store and candy stores are like my jam. I love them whenever I see one. Yeah, this is probably why I needed a root canal because I love candy. <laughs> So they're having a 90s theme housewarming party. And that made me so depressed because growing up, the big thing was an 80s party. And that was us being retro. And you're telling me 90s is retro? I am old. (laughs) Well, I'm real old. (laughs) So she tells us that they're taking baby steps and they're going to still go ahead with the housewarming. It's still happening. So she's shopping for supplies and she hopes Justin's friends can provide insight into him. And she shed light into the recent squabble and Justin shows up. So he's at the candy store and immediately I'm like, this isn't, this is a bad energy because she's like, oh, I see that you're here. You know, like she made one of those common, like fancy seating you here kind of thing. And I'm just like, this is on after party on after party came out that she had, she had gone home after the dog fight. She took the dog. She went home. Mm-hmm. So he he was surprising her at the candy store. Okay. Because she goes, mm-hmm. nice of you to show up. And I was just like, that's yeah. kind of shady. But I didn't yeah, know that but, part. Yeah. Yep. So every time they kept saying candy shop, <laughs> I kept thinking of the <laughs> the 50 cent song. I'll take you to the candy shop. I'll give you the yep. lolly. Like that was just rocking in my head. Yep. For you youngins, 2009 banger by 50 cent. <laughs> I actually, I actually get that reference. Are you surprised? Um, I'm actually surprised. Yes. It's great. Mm-hmm. But it was everywhere at that it. point. It was. It was. So then Justin claims that he's no longer mad at Alexis, which which she isn't convinced because, you know, she can't believe anything at face value. She needs, you know, to bleed and you know, pour your heart out onto her so she could believe you. And she, but not not a good way to to start a conversation though. Not a good. Way I'm to not say mad that. at you anymore, especially because she thinks he has no right to be exactly. <laughs> and he's like, okay, well, based on the exchange we had, he says, well, you keep saying I'm done, and I don't know what that means. And her go to is, well, this is making it clear that you don't listen to me. So she clarifies that when she says she's done, she doesn't mean she's done with the relationship. She means she's done with the conversation. And again, that's her way of saying, oh, this argument is not going my way. I'm leaving. That's it. No more to say because you're not listening to me. So that's her shutting down. It's an immature response. Yeah. It's an immature response. Yeah. So then we learned that the source of the argument was that it was that the dog, Alexis claimed that, you know, he hadn't been eating. The dog was just not eating at all. He hadn't been vomiting for days. And Justin failed to tell her, like, give her a health update on the dog. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. that's a little weird. Because as a dog owner, you would think 
because he says, well, I was handling it. Like, yeah, as a dog owner, you know some tricks, but you might not know everything, especially for a particular breed or particular dog, particular Mm -hmm. incident, Mm -hmm. particular medication, their biology, their chemistry. There's just so much. You would hope that an owner would be like, hey, so I noticed that Newton is not eating as much or he threw up this morning. Like, I feel like that's something you communicate to someone. Yeah, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's just weird. But again, as you were saying, he's probably like, at this point, he's just terrified that no matter he's what he does, she's going to find a reason to be mad at him. So he's like, I don't yeah. want to start an argument, so I'm just not going to say anything. And then she goes, yep. well, that's my point. You're vague. Yep. So it's this yep. whole vicious cycle of bullshit that they're yes, creating for themselves. It's just crazy. Yep. Anyways, at the at, at some point at the candy store, they're just going back and forth and arguing and disagreeing to the point where you see the they're breaking the fourth wall because you're seeing boom mics operators, you're seeing cameramen, and she's like, I yep. want to be unmiked. And she gets unmiked and she leaves. And I'm just like, okay, what's going on? I knew this was going to blow up in spectacular fashion. I'm not going to lie. I'm here for this. Yeah. <laughs> because without this couple, we really don't have anything else going on. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty tame. Yeah, it's pretty tame. So then finally, we get to the party. And they are decorating things that are tense. And we're seeing that they're not really getting along. But they're putting up the mm-hmm. decorations. Soon after, the friends arrive. And no one is on theme because the host failed to tell people, Oh, yeah, this is a 90s theme party. Oh, my God. I could not believe this, guys. They had a themed party and didn't tell anybody. <laughs> like, Isn't that the first thing you do? Usually for me, if someone says, hey, we're doing this, I'll be like, oh, is there a theme? What's the theme? What should I wear? You know, like, like they, they come in. These guys are dressed like in living color and no one knows. No <laughs> they got like the plastic chains and like all the colors. <laughs> Harem pants. And they're like, what oh, is God. happening? Why oh, am God, it was great. Why are we in a salt and pepper video all of a sudden? What is happening? <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, they they sit down and Justin quickly gives Alexis all the credit for coming up with the theme. Like, you know, this was her idea. This is great. And she didn't inform anyone. Whatever. We don't say that. And then Alexis all has to ruin it by saying, I didn't even think we'd be having this party because Justin and I had quite a fight. She did him dirty. I don't I don't like I don't like her in front like of this. everyone. Nope. I mean, the dude is already mortified. No one has gotten fed yet. No one has completed a drink. And already she's like, I'm surprised we're even here because I hate Justin, basically. Oh, my God. The fact that no one was drinking yet. Oh, my God. Have you ever been in a situation like this where you're like in a room or out to dinner with couples and they're fighting? Oh, my God. It is the best for me to witness. But in the moment, (laughs) it is awkward as hell. (laughs) It's awkward. Have you ever been that couple? I've been that couple. Once in a yeah. while, not much. I think when I was married. Yeah, when before. I was married. Yeah, 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 definitely. Oh, definitely to my last husband. 100%. Oh, God. But um, I just, I'm always like so uncomfortable. And then I try to like jump into this peacemaker role. Yeah. Like I would have been like, oh, guys, come on. Let's play. Let's play Twister. You know, like yeah. I would have been trying But here's to the thing. If it's deflect. like one of my friends, I'd be like, oh, no. Or like someone that I know. But if it's like yeah. the friend of someone I'm dating, I'd be like, oh, this is awesome. <laughs> I'm horrible <laughs> that way. 
But, you know, her friend William, like, sticks up and's like, well, you know, he's trying to eat, like, whatever little <laughs> thing they gave him. He's like, well, it's expected because they're still getting to know each other. You know, it's been, like, what, two weeks? Like, you know, yeah. all that yeah. matters yeah. is that you work through it. But Alexis just tells the entire group without discussing with her husband first that she would share this. And she goes, like, I know that I usually, you know, share things with him that I'm going to disclose, but I'm not doing that at this moment. So here he goes. He's very vague. <laughs> It's bad. And then it just spirals again into them having a full yeah. argument in front of all their friends about who's lying, about answering what questions and finishing thoughts. And it it was just a mess. They are just, while you're talking, I'm going to look up their ages. Yeah. So then the next scene, because then there's a commercial break. The next scene, they're split up into groups and with each other's friends. And Alexis is talking to Justin's friends and she mentions deception again and not being warned about his dog being in dog fights before and his friend instantly defends him saying it's a guy thing and that it's not like if it's not on the top of your mind like you won't really volunteer information whereas women women be thinking women they be thinking so much they anticipate shopping (laughs) they anticipate every argument because women love to argue you know what i mean so he's like you know for us guys unless it's like in the moment we're not really thinking about that so give him the benefit of the doubt (laughs) i'm just like dude okay so she is 29 he's 33 i just feel like they're so immature they're acting a lot younger than they should be at that point okay all right she's 29 lindy's 29 morgan's 27 wow Kristen's 32 and stasha's 37 Kristen's 32 she's nine years younger than mitch oh wow oh She's pretty mature, though. I feel like that's because she had that horrific. Yeah. And she went to therapy for experience. it. Yeah. And she went to therapy. Yes. Um, I don't think Alexis and we I've said this about her before. She she seems emotionally intelligent. Mm-hmm. She gives good advice. She, she has good yeah. insights about everybody, everybody but herself. For herself. Yeah. 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 That's what it is. Um, and, and it's interesting. It's very interesting. You know, of course, her friends advise Justin to, like, be more communicative because that's what she's asking for him. And if you need five minutes to process something, then say, hey, can you give me five minutes? Let me process this rather than just shutting down. Whereas I feel like she was complaining, like, well, his friend said, like, you just got to keep asking him questions. And she's like, well, he just said that that's digging. And, and I'm just trying to get more answers. And it was just, it was well, just a mess. I imagine, I imagine her questioning goes something like this, right? <clears throat> hey, Justin, um, how's Newton today? He was Now you answer. Go ahead. You're going to be joking. Oh, you know, he, he ate his kibble for the Wait, most what part. What do you mean? What do you mean? How much did he eat? Uh, he ate like half the bowl, but you know, later. Wait, what do you mean? What do you mean? Did you put the whole amount in the bowl or half? What is it? I, Which one? You, you know, I, I don't remember. No, you have to remember. Why wouldn't you remember? This just happened yesterday. Um, wow. I don't remember. No, talk to, stop withholding information. Yeah. Stop with. <laughs> yeah. Like I started thinking like, oh my God, like what should I even say to appease this woman? Like in that yeah, moment. Yeah. Guys. Thank you, Leslie. You were brilliant in that <laughs> moment. That is, that's what I imagine her questioning is like. Yeah. No, she doesn't want him that. answer. She doesn't. He kind of said she peppers me with questions. Mm-hmm. And she's like, that's not true. I let you answer. And he's like. No, you don't. The brain doesn't work that way. Like, I need a couple of seconds. Yeah. To process an answer. 
Yeah, she's anyway. like at a game show, like quick fire answer, like come on, come on, come on, like what are you trying to win? <laughs> Calm down. I know, but that's know. them. We'll see more about this story again later on when they divide into the male and girl scenes. Yes. <laughs> now I'm gonna do Morgan and Ben in like five minutes. Yep. Ready? Okay. Ben is in the gym with his friend James and he tells him what happened. He got answers that he didn't like from her on the honeymoon and he overreacted and he lost her trust. Ben says, I'm confused. I don't know what to do to regain her trust because she tells me like not to touch me because her walls are up. But then she's complaining to Pastor Cal that I don't touch her. So like, I don't know what's going on. And James says, "Uh, this sounds like a lot of drama, but you know, I just think you need to give it time. It'll work out. Inside the apartment, Morgan calls her bro, Carl. (laughs) Yo, what's up, bro? And she tells Carl, he has red flags over things that are my character. Morgan says, my walls are up, period, and I don't know what to do. She's like, Ben doesn't see me for who I am, and I'm not happy about it. Now, Carl gives her some tough love, and he's like, you got to put your walls down. You got to talk to this dude. I don't know. Like, it's I know you. Mm -hmm. I know you're in a bad headspace. You got to let this go. Now, I have a note here, and I want to say something. Okay. So, I totally see where Morgan's coming from, and they are never going to make it. She's never going to forgive him because everybody's like, he knows you're a nurse, blah, blah, blah. The issue is not that he told Justin, and the issue is not the secret. The issue is she has some kind of trauma in her family of origin because she doesn't talk to her dad. Yeah, She is, you know, we know that she has like some kind of trauma there around her family. It's probably really sensitive topic for her. And he judged her on it. Yeah. That's it. Period. And she'll never forgive it. And she'll never forget it because he literally said to her, it's a red flag that you don't have a good relationship with your family. Yeah. And he said that he sp- you, dude. specifically had asked someone who had a good relationship with their family. So he felt like she lied and it was like this mm-hmm. whole thing. So here she is, you know, she has these abandonment issues with her father. And here comes this douchebag who basically reinforces her worst fear that it is her fault. Mm-hmm. And she's never going to forgive him. So it's not the nurse thing. Yeah. It's the judgment that came with it that's what it was and i don't think she's ever going to get over it but that's just my my side note i had to get out okay so they have a tacos and tequila theme going but ben ruins it by buying dollar store tequila can you tell i don't like him (laughs) (laughs) he's so weird he even talks so weird he talks like he's like like surprised all the time like oh and i have a son and my son is a cat (laughs) No, I think that he's really maybe grew up very sheltered because he is such a mama's boy that I feel like she did so much for him that it's hindering him. Yes. And so he is now trying to be an adult. And he's like, wait, that's what humans do? Adult humans do this? Yeah. So he's constantly surprised. They're a horrible mismatch. Mm -hmm. Uh, Pastor Cal, you need to be fired over this one. (laughs) I don't know what the hell happened here. So their friends arrived. They're making small talk. Morgan, no, not holding back. She's like, go ahead, Ben. Tell everyone how the honeymoon was. <laughs> and everyone's like, uh, and Ben's going, Ben has a look on his face like, please just let the ground open up and I'm going to fall into a big hole. Yeah. So they split up and basically Ben goes outside with Morgan's friend and he's telling her what happened. 
And Morgan's friend is like, look, you just need to stop saying you're sorry. Like, just show it through actions. You've said you're sorry. But again, it's not going to work because the judgment is already there. Mm -hmm. He pressed the button. Do you know what I mean? So it's over. Um, The friends, Ben's friends inside are basically saying to Morgan, like, are you ever going to forgive him for this? Uh, He knows you're a nurse. Again, this is not about being a nurse. Mm -hmm. And um, Morgan's Morgan's like, I don't know. I'm working on it. I have walls up. And that's it. That's all we have. For yeah. That. That's kind of blah, blah. Blah, blah. Um, Why don't we take a quick break and we'll come back with Stasha and Nate. Does that sound good? Yeah. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. All right, let's go to Stasha and Nate running around town in their fro's, which I love. Oh, they're so cute. (laughs) So so cute. Nate meets with one of his boys, and he tells him that from the moment he saw Stasha walking down the aisle, he was blown away. The more he gets to know her, the more he feels that there's chemistry. So his friend asks, look, have you been opening up to her? Because you have kind of a hard shell and Nate makes a face and it was like one of those like raised eyebrow things it reminded me of the rock when he was like not taking <laughs> it from the jabronis like that weird um, eyebrow you mean can you smell what the rock is cooking when he raised that eyebrow Mm-mm. yeah i know exactly what you're talking about <laughs> <laughs> so anyways like he argues that he doesn't have a hard shell he doesn't think he does and Nate talks about stasha being in therapy and how great it is and how comfortable she is with communicating her feelings and he feels he's processing his feelings well and being articulate and being vulnerable but Sasha doesn't see it that way so it's like there's a mixed communication going on there and then he goes like well I shared that I lived in a car you know and I grew up in lower middle class and doesn't know how much deeper he needs to go he's like I I told her that like and he concluded that he may need to sign up for therapy and he's gonna take that step to dig deeper and go to therapy and be able to share with her that was totally amazing I was like that's really good I hope he sticks to that because that will definitely help them absolutely 100 percent. and he said that he was like I'm willing to take this step to better my relationship um Mm -hmm. but then Mm -hmm. He's also concerned that he'll get super vulnerable. She may change her mm-hmm. mind on decision day. But his friend tells him that's the risk he has to take. Yes. And I was like, oh, no. 
So later on, it's the party time because we do see them like buying stuff. Not much happens. Whatever. You know, who cares? So during the party, Sasha and they have these Afrocentric 70s style party. Like the Afros are huge. They look super cute. Everybody's on theme. They look like the mom squad kind of. Like they have that look. They just, they're. Stasha is fucking gorgeous. She is gorgeous. Like that woman, I would leave that for on all the time if I looked like it with that. So yeah. they have like Polaroids around the house as part of like their decoration. And so these were Polaroids they took during their honeymoon. And Nate's friend Ted, he's like, you guys look good together. And Nate is, you know, he stays on bread. He's like, we look kind of groovy, don't we? We're looking a little funky. And I was like, okay, 70s <laughs> slang, we got you. Blow down, dude. <laughs> And their friends are just looking over the pictures and all of them are commenting like, you guys really look like you've been in this a long time. You look good together. Mm-hmm. And let's just face it, they're just attractive people. So it's like two attractive yeah, people together. Yeah, they really are. They look mm-hmm. like a power couple. Whatever that means exactly, we don't know, mm-hmm. but they look sure. it. So we get a montage of them dancing in slow motion like the party's underway you know it's that cool Mm -hmm. stylistic choice but let's face it lifetime has no money so that's why they do that (laughs) they don't license real music this is why we get all those like really lyrically specific nondescript nonsensical exactly work it out there's a cloud in the sky work it out work it out you ain't got bit in the face you're like what (laughs) how is that in a song this dog is useless. This dog is useless. <laughs> doggy pound, doggy pound. Yeah, that's the kind of music that they have. So we know that Lifetime has no music. Anyways, but then we get a balcony scene where Nate is being grilled by Sasha's sisters and he mostly has positive things to say. And he does mm-hmm. bring up the fact that Stasha is already talking about having kids within a year. And he knows that's an undertaking, a whole lifestyle change, if you will. I mean, no shit. And then he rattles off bullshit reasons why they shouldn't have kids. Number one being, he's never seen her with kids. And I'm like, dude, it's been two weeks. You you mean you haven't seen her change a diaper or feed a baby? (laughs) A random stranger carry a kid, play peekaboo? Like, come on now. And he wants to be able to see her interact with kids. And then the second point may actually be valid. He says she's a workaholic. So she does work a lot. And he's like, she doesn't even like dogs. I know. What is she going to do during the terrible twos? My thing is, I don't know why this needs to be a conversation. Like, just agree that you both want kids. Mm -hmm. And maybe say something like, okay, she wants kids sooner than later. But, like, it's not a big deal because he wants them. Mm -hmm. And let's just move forward. Exactly. Like, why do we have to nail down a date? Like, on January 12th, 2025, Stasha will give birth to our child. Exactly. But anyways, inside the apartment, Vinny, Derek, and Ted, Nate's friends, I figure, like, that's, like, a band or something, because they had their (laughs) names there. and My brother Daryl, my other brother Daryl. And they're sitting, like, in sequence, like, together, Vinny, Derek, and Ted. Um... And they are putting Stasha on the hot seat, asking about kids. So Stasha is saying she's 37 and that within a year, she wants to evaluate where they are in a marriage so that they can have a real conversation. But Nate has been a little more eh and wants a four to five year timeline. So his friend Ted chimes in and says, maybe because he didn't have a mom in the picture growing up he wants to feel like he can provide for his family without her income and i was like 
ding, ding, ding. That's what it is. Ding, ding, ding. Yep. So that instantly told me, okay, so Nate won't run out on his kids. He's thinking, if I have kids, they will probably end up with me because she'll bail at whatever point. So I need to make sure that I can financially support these children on my own. He's thinking like a single mom mentality, basically. Like, yeah, I can be a single dad. Yeah. And I was like, yep. wow. And so Stasha yeah. says she doesn't want her kids to struggle either because she had a rough upbringing and that's why she works as hard as she does to be able to provide a better life for her kids and be there with her kids. So right. yeah. I think, can I just say something about Nate? I think he is going to be such a better version of himself once mm-hmm. he works through some of this childhood trauma. Yeah. I really do. I think there's something weird about him that I can't put my finger on. Something kind of shady, something a little, you know, whatever. Maybe the whole but day I, I, trading, like, yeah, I filed for bankruptcy. Like, a little very vague as to what are you? Like, what do you do? Well, and I don't like how he talks about her. Like, even later, like, oh, I had to go down on her. You know, like, I don't yeah, like that kind that of That was, like, very, like, whoa. But that could just be, like the environment he grew up in mm-hmm. do you know what i mean like the guys that he ran with or something like talk yeah. who knows i don't love it but i do think much like olajuwon he has promise i yeah. think if he works through some childhood trauma he could be a really good partner for stasha yeah and so i don't think that stasha really grasped what he was saying in terms of not having that mother figure even though she didn't have a father figure I think there's just a different kind of trauma when you don't have your mom. I agree. Because I think it's like you literally come from this person and they leave you and and they're the ones that are supposed to love you unconditionally. Right. I think culturally culturally, we accept that the mother is more important than the father. Which is not, yeah. They're equal. not always true. Right. They're equal. But um yeah, and I it's mean, very stigmatized whole... when a woman leaves her kids. Like you know, like dads running out on their families. People are like, "Yeah, well, what can you expect if a mom does it?" There's yeah. so much oh, shame. There's a lot of trauma. Yeah, and sometimes um, it could be through mental health or maybe addiction. Like you don't know the circumstances. It's funny because my sister and I we did a bunch on our Patreon of after school specials from the eighties. Oh my god! And in a lot of them, the trend was that the mom was gone. Like <gasps> even in Pretty in Pink, like the mom abandoned yes, them. Yes, I remember was that. Over. And even in Say Anything, the mom is either dead or gone. I forget. And Ioni Sky is being raised by the father. Like it's just a thing in the eighties that people, yeah, kind of portrayed a lot, which was really weird. So do you was... know what I think it was? It was because around that time, it was working girl time. Women were going to the workforce, and I think men probably feared that women are just going to abandon their kids. Yeah, well, and it was you know for better or for worse. It was the Reagan administration. Mm-hmm. The, push for family values the you know like here's what can happen if the mother's gone yeah kids gonna go to the prom with andrew mccarthy look out <laughs> yeah <laughs> and know, most, whatever in most disney princess <laughs> movies it's usually the dads they don't have moms if you notice yeah it's kind of weird it's right really weird but you're right there's like a whole thing i'm reading this book right now just real quick called things oh wait see things i didn't tell my mother things i couldn't tell my mother it's 15 short stories about People who have either had mother abandonment issues or had secrets from their mothers. It's so fascinating. Oh, that sounds good. I don't know. 
I don't know if I'm getting the name right. I'll put it on Instagram. I actually just finished that book from that actress. I forgot her name. Oh, Jeanette McCurdy? Yes. I'm glad my mother's oh. dead. Oh. I'm glad my mother's dead. Yeah. Amazing and sad yeah. and tragic. And there was just so much that I was not ready for. No trigger warnings. <laughs> but mm-hmm. yeah, it was mm-hmm. pretty. That's on my list. It's amazing. Um, Okay. So back to anyway, so locked in the world of mother trauma. Go on. He is locked there. <laughs> he has abandonment issues. So basically, the friends just tell um, her, just reinforce that you're gonna stick around, that you're in this for yep. the long haul. So yep. cutting back to the balcony and Sasha's friends and sisters interrogating Nate, he says that he sees them. This is the way he sees them in terms of where they are at a level. He feels that he's like a C plus student, where she's an A student. So they aren't yeah, he's intimidated by her. Yeah, they're not, not on the same level in his mind. Mm-hmm. And yep. that speaks volumes as to why he might be a little hesitant to open up because he's like, Well, she has all her shit together. I'm not gonna bring her down with my bullshit. You know what I mean? So she is he feels like she is above his station. Yeah. And I think that that could be good for him. I think you either run away from that or you rise to the occasion. I think he's going to rise to it. I would hope so. Because I think that mm-hmm. he does show promise. And he's not, he doesn't seem like a bad dude. Maybe he did like funky investments and maybe he's not good with finances. <laughs> but he doesn't yeah. seem like a terrible, terrible dude. No, I think he has a problematic relationship with women. But again, he, he worked through that in therapy. And also, he his mother abandoned him. So maybe, yep. Yep. you know, he let, used let's women. Let us never forget, get on your knees. Let us never forget Well, that. some people can find that hot. I mean, I don't know. Poodle, would you like to Where's try me? <laughs> yeah, he'd be like, ooh, well, yes. <laughs> Anyway, but that's on. that's them basically. They're mm-hmm. all the friends. I think gave them both solid advice, like listen to each other and Me just too. give each other grace. Me too. All right, Lindy and Glassless Miguel. He doesn't have them on the whole fucking episode. Yeah, less hot. Where are they, dude? You would have won that last name argument in five minutes if you threw on those glasses. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so Miguel meets up with the friend to play ping pong. I didn't get the friend's name. I feel bad because he does come back around and I still don't have it. Okay. (laughs) So he heads over. He's head over heels about Lindy. He's telling this friend she's a great wife. She's invested. I'm really into her. She has depth. She has character. I know she exudes happiness and pink, which I don't know what that means. Yeah. Maybe like princessy. Maybe. Yeah. But deep down, she's really deep. She's kind. She's agreeable. She's open-minded. She's a great conversationalist. She's adventurous. She's cute. She cleans. She cooks. I'm into her. And this dude is like, wow, mm-hmm. you're really into her. How do you think she's going to get along with the rest of the D&D circle? Like, <laughs> is she going to fit in the guild or what? What's going to happen? Um, and she's a girl like, and she's going to ruin everything. <laughs> Miguel's like, oh, she'll be great. She'll be great. And he's like, yeah, but you're making out with her every night. We're not. So, like, you know, you're a little jaded by your, I don't know, member, let's just say. (laughs) So, (laughs) Miguel says he is growing feelings for her. And then he says, oh, Miguel, Uh, maybe if you had your glasses on when he said this, I would have been more into it, but it was bad. She's like an oasis in the desert. You know, life being the desert. And she's the oasis. You don't have to explain your metaphors. You don't have to explain your metaphors. Okay, we get it. Okay. 
Lindy and Miguel's theme is game show contestants, which I think is brilliant. Lindy's dressed like a slice of pizza. Miguel's dressed like a pimp. They look they look really good. There's problems with that, but whatever. They play some party games. And because all of the questions in the newlywed game are like, what's your favorite movie? Where'd you grow up? What's your favorite color? They get all of them right because they're having those conversations because they just met. Exactly. This game is rigged. Yeah. I don't like it. So like if it was like, you know, what would Miguel do in this situation? Blah, 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 blah. I bet you she won't be able to. Yeah. Like, let's say like his dragon got caught by a, I don't know anything about D&D. By a wizard. And I played it for like during lockdown because I had nothing else to do. I did it virtually and it was a mind fuck. I was like, this makes no sense to me. Um, but yeah, let's say you run out of food. Like, what are you going to do? <laughs> I don't know. Right. Like I keep, I just keep making World of Warcraft references instead of D&D because they're so similar. Oh yeah. I played so The Sims like, and Super so, Mario Kart. <laughs> so say like you're, you're a shaman and you're healing an instance and you're mm-hmm. running out of mana. What do you do? What What is Miguel going to do? I don't That's know. what I want. Does he tell? What does he do? He's going to have to sell his butthole. I don't know how this game works. <laughs> okay. So Lindsay's friends corner Miguel and he's gushing over her. And he says, we know each other so well. There is almost no one else on earth who knows me as deeply as she does. And I just wrote... That's fucking disturbing. <laughs> if somebody you just met is one of the people who knows you the most in the world, are you just real superficial with everybody else in your life? Yeah. Like, that's just really weird. Or maybe they're not as deep as they think they are. He says they they told each other they're deepy darkies or whatever the yeah. hell he says. Again, where are the glasses? Lindy meets with a bunch of grapes and a pickle. <laughs> now I want to say something. When I was in fifth grade, I think. Well, for my sister, I got all my sisters hand me down clothes, right? Aww. My grandma. At least she was a girl. I got mine for my she, boy cousin. That's true. <laughs> my grandmother made all of our Halloween costumes, and she made a bunch of grapes, and she made them all by hand. So I was, I was, I have a picture of me in this freaking grape outfit. I will put it up on Instagram. That's awesome. So the bunch of grapes and the pickle are sitting there. <laughs> it's so great. I can't. Watching that bunch of grapes trying to get her like wine glass into her <laughs> mouth was everything. So grape is throwing total shade at Miguel. She's like, you think he's funny? Because we don't. Ha ha ha. Lindy tells grapes and pickle. Miguel is pressuring me to take his name. And he's dangling healthcare benefits over me. This can be like a two hour episode because I have thoughts on this too. Um, the health benefits. Why is she not just buying off the exchange? I don't know. Because we have heard her say she has chosen a per diem career, Mm -hmm. right? She's chosen that because she's worked so hard to get through school. She wants to work when and where she can. Well, one of the downsides of that is you don't have employer provided health care, which is the problem in this country. Don't get me started on that. But you could buy into an option. Yeah. Because of Obamacare, Affordable you can care buy off, into yes. it. Mm-hmm. So she's giving Miguel shit for not wanting to take care of her, but she will not take care of herself. That drives me crazy. Mm. Okay, anyway. I didn't even think about it that way. I was like, 
for me, that whole thing about adding someone into like your insurance or to you like 401k and all that bullshit, like that's the part of marriage that I'm just like, that's what fucked me over the first time. I don't want to do that again, mm-hmm. <laughs> honestly, because mm-hmm. that terrifies me and I'm not giving up my last name. Well, I just wrote here, girl, you can get your last name back. Trust me. I've been there. Yeah, but okay. I don't want to do the paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> So later and after the party, well, I just wrote Pickle isn't buying any of this. And Grape says, you're both freaked out. It's just a a scared response, whatever. Post-party, Lindy's like a little buzzed up and she's in her feelings. And she and Miguel are discussing Santiago. If I have to hear Santiago Mm, Santiago. or LOA one more time. (laughs) Miguel is like, what do you need from me to feel secure? She's like, well, I need a joint bank account. He's like, okay, done. Mm Mm-hmm. Then she's like, I need a plan, but I also need those pennies. I need those pennies. So she's like, I've been in LOA for my entire life. This is my identity. You're asking so much of me. This is a huge deal. And Miguel says, you're marrying me. Mm-hmm. And my idea of marriage is, and this is this may be cultural. Like yes, that, yeah. that, that very kind of. I don't want to say it's misogynistic because it's really not. It's more traditional. Yeah, in Latin America and right? Hispanic cultures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yep. So, and I think even in, lar- in large swaths of America, that's that's the way it is. Mm-hmm. Um, Miguel says, the name is important to me. It's just how it is. And she goes, you won't help me get a fucking physician. I, I, I'm enunciating mm-hmm. what she was. I hope you're, I could really slip into that pissed off white girl when I want to. <laughs> Um, like, what if I get hit by a car? Do you not want to protect me? Are you just going to leave me on the street bleeding? And I'm thinking, that's your responsibility to do this. Why are you, why should he have to protect? Like, okay. My husband is in a labor union and has, uh, employer paid benefits. Mm -hmm. Of course I went on his benefits the first second I could. That makes sense. Yeah. But like it, when I was just dating him or fiance or whatever. Like it wasn't his responsibility to take care of me. It was mine. Yes. But Amy, they are married. (laughs) Right. And, and they're like, so that's my point. Like, do I think he should put her on his health benefits? Absolutely. But I think she's going about it in a real bratty way. Okay, so here's here's my thought. I feel like it's legit for her to be like, you know, would you put me on your health insurance? Sure. Sure. Of course. But let's wait until decision day because I'm not going to do all that fucking paperwork and then four or eight weeks later I got to undo all this shit. Like, let's be honest. Like, they do not know each other. A hundred percent. And she shouldn't change your name until then. Exactly. Like decide if you're going to stay together and then you could change your name. And also she kept saying LOA and I'm thinking like, is that like a famous brand of something? Is that like a Rockefeller? What the fuck is that? Oh, oh, like LOA. Yeah. And it's her last name. I was just like, what Um, is that? (laughs) I watch everything in closed captioning. So I knew she was saying LOA. And I'm like, what is that? She was saying like LOA. Like, ah. I'm like, what is that? Are you like uh, an heir to like deodorant or cereal? Like, what is this? And he says, I don't like this version of you. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, I'm being authentic and I'm being real, bitch. <laughs> <Mic drop. laughs> All right. So now we go into a girl scene. Mm-hmm. Um, girl scene, guy scene. So what do you want to do first? Let's let's do girls first. All right. Ladies okay, first. Go ahead. 
And All I right, love how these ladies are bonding over a bonfire outside. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Because there's no subtlety in maths. It's just like, we're going to no. put it out there. You either get it or we'll no. hit you over the no. head with it. We're going to talk about it in front of a fire. Things are heating up. Ex- Things are heating up. Basically. <laughs> so Stasha comes equipped with a bottle of wine. She pulls out of thin air apparently because <laughs> everybody's like oh, oh, i loved it where did it come I loved from it. um yep. so alexis asks is everyone having the time of their lives with their marriage and of course she's doing that like sarcastically and kristen is the first one to go and she opens up about how this process really takes you from zero to 100 you are tossed into this instant relationship and suddenly you're spending every waking moment together and Alexis interjects and tells us that Justin wants to kiss her even while she's on the toilet making number two. Uh, Why? Nope. 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 I'm like, cause he's, he's just, oh, stop it, Justin. And I'm just like, why do they have to be so extra? Why? I know. I know. It's gross. (laughs) So then Kristen tells the girls that she can't believe what a difference her marriage has been. Complete black and white. 180. Completely Mm -hmm. different. Incredible. And I was like, okay, let's let's go back to that black and white thing. Okay, comment. Mm -hmm. I think she missed the fundamental part of that statement, which is if it went from black to white to full color, then you're illustrating a difference. But she just yes. said from black to yeah. white to a hundred. I'm like, okay, this makes no sense. Yeah. As a writer, I was like, this is not a good metaphor. You need to work on it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. 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 But anyway. So then we find out that Mitch wakes up early. He makes her coffee. He's watching mm-hmm. reality TV with her. And I'm just like, okay, okay we need to talk about this. What is, what are they watching? Is it 90 Day Fiance? Okay, first of all, I was like, okay, he's on a reality show. Chances are he watches reality TV. Don't give him that much credit. But what are you watching? Mm-hmm. Like, are you watching RuPaul's Drag Race? Because then he's a keeper. Because I, I bet love he's that watching show. 90 Day Fiance. But, uh, probably is. And he they can't reference it. <laughs> but I'm... Um, Matt, Matt, Matt Sharp joint. That's what he's watching. And then she just proclaims that this is a lifetime marriage. So then we get Stasha talking to producers. And she's like, you know, during their time in Mexico, I thought there was no way this was going to work. And all of a sudden, just hearing all this, this is a breath of fresh air. Because Stasha honestly wants everyone to succeed. Like, she's such a good person. She really wants everyone to find happiness with us. So she's excited for that. Yeah, she's like the, the, like... Oh god, I'm gonna use a sports metaphor. It's probably gonna be wrong. Cheerleader? She's like the the John Madden. Like they keep coming to her for post game analysis. Yeah. <laughs> like, what do you think of what Kristen said? What do you think of what Alexis said? It's kind of. Funny. I think it's because she articulates so well that they're like, yeah, so, she does. What do you have to say about this? So then Alexis tells us tells the ladies and us the world again, again that Justin's dog attacked her dog and that he didn't disclose. The dog's past, the shady past, because this girl was up in the corner in the barrio in the Bronx with dog fights. I don't know what she's thinking this dog was up to, (laughs) but it was bad. Yes. (laughs) And then she keeps saying, you know, he omits things and he's just lying by omission, but she never gets into specifics. So I'm wondering, is there anything else? What are we not learning I think she senses in him that he's a people pleaser and doesn't share things, but she's not understanding that she's part of it. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? That she's she's exasperating the issue by creating an unsafe and unhealthy environment for him to express. He's in. admitted that he's a people pleaser. She's told him yeah. you're a people pleaser. Like yeah. when he was crying over Ben and, and Morgan, it was kind of like, dude, this is not your fight. Like, why are you so like, stop trying to make everyone happy. And, and I think and I think for her, there's an inauthenticity about that. Yeah. And that's what she's she can't put her finger on. Oh. You know? interesting so Mm -hmm. then stasha comes to his defense a little bit she says although she tends to overshare sometimes she herself commits a few things that weren't at the top of her head at the moment and then didn't think it was relevant at the time and later on would be like oh yeah you know that argument we had a discussion i forgot to mention x y and z so Mm -hmm. she's saying give him the benefit of the doubt and you know Then Lindy opens up about her and Miguel and their first big conflict. She had asked to be part of his health insurance and the conversation led to taking his last name and this whole thing. Cut to Mm -hmm. Kristen saying that she appreciates that Miguel is saying she wants his health insurance take my last name you gotta be a santiago if you want my health insurance <laughs> she's I'm like surprised I that Kristen was team miguel here i what was you? like wow i didn't i was not oh expecting okay. that so yeah. she says that she totally got so she would do it so and then okay. lindy claims that she does want to be a santiago but that she needs the assurance that this is going to be a forever thing which is fair you know yeah. to take they both have solid points. Like, let's get past the finish yep. line, this eight-week thing, and see where we're at. Cut to yep. Stasha again saying she's Team Lindy and gets not wanting to give up her last name. And that is because she does not want to give up her last name. Because remember, she doesn't know who her... I mean, actually, no, Stasha wanted to change her last name. Stasha changed... She said on After Party, yes. she changed it after three days. Yes, I forgot about that. That she wants, mm-hmm. she, it was the opposite. And I guess that she gets it because she's like, well, she knows who her father is. So I guess exactly. not wanting to let go yes. of that. I don't have a connection yep. to my father. So who cares? So now I get yes, it. You're exactly right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So mm-hmm. anyway, Alexis turns to Kristen and asks if they've consummated their marriage. And she said they have been consummating like bunnies, morning, moon, and night. I said moon. <laughs> <laughs> Morning, moon, and night. Morning, <laughs> move, and twilight. They've just been humping like crazy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She can't get him off of her, and I'm just like, Jesus Christ! I need to have I need to have a secret conversation with you. Everybody, sh- shut off your podcast. Yeah, so you don't hear this. Do we think Mitch is good in bed? Because I really don't. I think he's probably average. I do not want to think about him in bed at all. Doesn't he just strike as average? No, I don't think of him as as a sexual being. I refuse to. (laughs) There's just something so quirky about him that I cannot see him ever having sex. I'm totally into him. With all that quirkiness, all those principles, I'm into it. I'm into it. You know, it's like he's weird and I'm into weird, but that's just a little too OCD for me. And I think that's what's the turn off. Because okay. I'm the control freak. So if you uncontrol me, then that's just too much. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Let's hope people turn the radios back on. Yeah. So anyway, I would not fuck Mitch. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'd fuck Mitch from Modern Family before I'd fuck this Mitch. Wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, so Morgan then shares that there's been no intimacy. Surprise, surprise. 
Her walls they're are not even talking. They're not even talking. Her walls are fully up since the honeymoon. She's trying to accept mm-hmm. that Bing made a mistake, that he's sorry, but she needs to let him in and she's just not there yet. She's they go to the gym, they get along otherwise, but she's just not giving up that anger. And Lindy tells producers nothing is off the table for all of them, for any of them, actually. So anything can happen between Morgan and Ben. They could work it out, they could not work it out. That's the same yeah. thing for any of the other cop- couples. Mm-hmm. I said cop. I'm mm-hmm. almost speaking Spanish. Like My brain is switching because I see Miguel on my page. So Kristen suggests that they go on a date, you know, even if it's to a taco truck, just start anew, just move past this. And Morgan thinks that she needs to stop, reset, and explore why they were put together. So she's going to reevaluate everything and take the advice and try to go on a date. So that's where we leave the yes. ladies. All right. So the guy scene. So Justin's asking, how's everyone doing? What's going on here? And so Mitch is like, me and Chris, did you get that? Mm-hmm. Chris? Me and Chris, everything is great. We keep joking. It feels like we've been together for 40 years. And he's like, she really likes me. Guys. <laughs> and I'm like a total fucking weirdo. So like, I'm thrilled by this. Then they talk about pets. And Ben says he's allergic to his son, Max, the cat. <laughs> and every time he gets home, he starts coughing and sneezing. And Max is mean and swipes at him and scratches him. So they, Ben is living in a full-on hostile environment. <laughs> Justin's like, oh, uh, yeah, I've had some pet woes. <laughs> Miguel tells the guys Lindy got very negative about their fight. Mm-hmm. And he's not a fan of that. And he says, I have to look out for myself. And I need to make sure that she's the right one for me. And vice versa, that I'm the right one for her. They all agree that they're far enough down this road that it's going to hurt if it doesn't work out. Mm. Okay. Miguel wants to know who has consummated their marriage. Everybody take a shot. Justin says he's tried, but nothing is happening yet. And Nate tells the camera, I don't know what's going on with Alexis and Justin, but like Alexis made it seem like she was all quote proactive to get physical. And, and Justin was the, celibate one but now it's flipped and now this brings me back to that little tidbit because it then from there it cuts to alexis telling the girls yeah just had a wet dream the other day and it's like why are we telling this why are you telling she she's like getting off on humiliating him yeah essentially and i don't think she sees it as humiliation i think she sees it as she's like oh "Oh, he's still turned on Right, I have such control over this yeah, guy. Exactly. But it's humiliation. It You're emasculating him. Mm-hmm. Ugh, all right. So where am I? All right. So Mitch is like, we had a rocky start. But once I got through that, stuff changed really fast and we're doing really well. Now we go to Nate. <laughs> oh, Nate. Two things I hate more than anything else in the world. A bad metaphor. And some bro talk. Here we go. <laughs> Nate tells the group, we haven't consummated the marriage yet, but uh, let's just say I had dessert after dinner. You dig? Okay. <laughs> um, so this makes no sense. Everyone is really confused. And I wrote, if oral sex is the dessert, yeah. 
Wouldn't he have said, I had dessert before dinner? Let me just say I had dessert before dinner. Yeah. No, he said, I had dessert after dinner, you dig. And the dinner was a literal dinner because she's not giving up that kitty cat unless it's going on his tongue. I don't even know what he's talking about. No one else does. My my old man, poor little Mitch, has no clue what's going on. He's just like... This makes no sense, mm-hmm. and he's clearly uncomfortable. Yeah, who was the one that was like, cherry pie, pumpkin pie, what kind of pie? It was Justin. That was Justin. <laughs> he's like, what kind of dessert did you have, cherry pie? And I'm like, oh, Jesus, now this is getting worse. Cherry pie, pumpkin pie. And then pie. he saved it by saying pumpkin pie. Okay, whatever. So then Nate clarifies this terrible metaphor by telling the group he's a giver, and he had to go down on her. And you can see, like... Mitch is just like, I love to watch Mitch's face in these group settings because you could tell he's never had a group of bros. Yeah. Like he's one of those guys who's like probably more at home with like Miguel's D&D people. And female friends and, too. Yeah. And he's just kind of like, what? Did he just say that out to a bunch of us in front of a television camera? Yeah. All right. So the guys are consoling Ben because Ben's like, I'm in it, guys. Like it's it's bad over here. And Miguel and Mitch tell him, act like you're in junior high. You know, Mitch is like, you know, when you're in junior high and you're trying to test the waters, see how much you could get away with respectfully, of course. <laughs> so so that's kind of where we end them. But then we come back after these scenes and we get one more scene with Miguel and Lindy and they meet up and he's like, I didn't like that version of you. You came down really hard on me. It was kind of weird. She's like, I'm not proud of how I spoke to you, but I wasn't feeling hurt and I wasn't feeling secure. And now you know what Lindy's like when she's not feeling secure or hurt. Mm -hmm. Miguel tells her, I'll put you on my health insurance. So just like that, she won. She won. Yep. Okay. Guys, I'm so distracted because there's a cute little doggy like right behind Amy right now. (laughs) My little border collie. Hey, Arlo. (laughs) So you ready for next time on? Yes. Okay, this is good. Ready? We see Mitch and Kristen rapping. I never need to see this again. (laughs) They're doing karaoke. It's the whitest person karaoke you've ever seen in your life. It's like, I got a wifey, Pastor Cal. I don't know what's happening. Yeah, it's literally those were some of the lyrics. (laughs) Yes. Ben and Morgan go swimming in some pool with mermaid tails. I do not like that. Okay, no, 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 no. I have a really irrational, horrible fear of mermaids. I I, I don't know how I'm going to get through that. I'll probably close my eyes. Hopefully none of my people do that because I can't. I can't. No. See, I was thinking with your intense fear of water, okay? Mermaids! Your legs being being bound. Mermaids scare me. Not being able to freely get away would bother you. Mermaids scare me. I saw the movie Splash and it terrified me because she went in a tub and her legs turned into scales. Okay, you're lucky that we're at an hour and 23 minutes or I would really need to do some therapy on you right now. Oh, it's so scary! I don't know what is happening. Mermaids are majestic. No, they're horrible, evil creatures. They're not even real, but they're evil. They'll drown you. Okay. All right. Okay. (laughs) I need therapy now. Nate and Stasha are swimming at night, and she says, okay, so, and you guys know Leslie and I always say, don't rate your relationship. (laughs) But she's like, I need to know on the scale of loving me, like, where you're at. And he says, Four out of ten. Oof. Yeah. Oof. 
So she's like, record scratch, what? And she's like, I need to know you love me before decision day. So that four better go to a 10. Yeah. All right. Prison cam footage. Morgan says to Ben, Alexis told me everything, by the way. Whoa. And Ben's like, what? What? What are you talking about? That's all we see. Of course, Alexis is mixed up in this. So Alexis asked Justin, how do you feel about the concept of falling out of love? Now she's just fucking Because <laughs> she told him she loved him. Then she tells her friend, I think. Yeah. Like, I love, I love him, but I'm not in love with him. Well, you didn't tell him that. Yeah. This is rotten. Okay. Miguel's ping pong friend asks him, is Lindy past the point of being Jekyll and Hyde yet? And then we see Miguel and Lindy, still no glasses to be found, sitting on the couch. And Miguel says, if I see someone who's crazy, I'm out. Like, that's not for me. Uh, and you see, she's starting to spin. Her eyes are like, Woo! You never tell a woman crazy? That is not a good word for a woman. No. Nope. And then Nate tells Stasha, I'm to the point where I don't want to prove myself anymore. Well, you got your emotions now. You happy? Ooh. <laughs> oh, that was so bad. You know what? I'm going to give this the benefit of the doubt because last week, if you recall, I said, oh, that insurance thing, that's not real. It's probably her talking about her ex. And it turned out it was an actual thing. And I was with you on that. Yeah. I thought that as well. I thought they were baiting we us. Were, we assume they fucked us over with that because mm-hmm. they do it so often. Yeah. All right. Um, This was a long one. This I feel like one. it was a tiny episode, but you and I talked for like six hours. And first of all, I just had a major meltdown over a fucking mermaid. Just the idea of one. <laughs> um, Just so you know, I have worked, literally worked on it in therapy, my intense fear of birds. So I will never make fun of you for having a fear of something. Yes, but birds are real. Birds are real, and birds are really scary and can attack you. Oh, they can attack you. And I've been attacked by birds, and I own birds. Our producer is Coco Eilish. She's a little green cheek conure for our new listeners. (laughs) I can't say I would take good care of her if I had her. I might let her fly away. (gasps) No. But Joey, I would treat like the baby angel that he is. Oh, he is an angel. Okay. All right, so why don't you tell everyone where they can find you? Well, you can find us... Well, find us at Six Degrees of Reality TV, by the way. We love followers. Oh, you know what? We need to know, guys. Should we start a Facebook group? Yeah, because sometimes people send us messages and they say, I wish I knew where to send this to. And I don't know. Yeah. So let us know. Like, you can. Here we are saying, people don't know how to get to us. Get to us and tell us you don't know how to get to us. Um, Smoke signal, message in a bottle. So we are on old-fashioned email at info at sixdegreesofrealitytv.com. We are on Instagram, Instagram at sixdegreesofrealitytv.com or whatever. Six degrees of reality TV. There's no <laughs> .com on Instagram. Okay. We're on Facebook under the same name. Any of those, you can find us. We want to build a community and we want to grow the show. And the way we can grow the show is by you guys hitting that like button, subscribing, Leaving us a review. Yeah. How'd I do with that, Leslie? That was great. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. 
So, um, okay, so where can they find you only? Okay, so you can find me at Sinister Girls. That's my main account. I do have, like, an author one, which mostly has, like, pictures of my pets. So you might want to follow author Leslie DJ. That one is another little handle. I'm going to be a little more current with that because I'm actually working on a book. And I do have links to both of our books in the show notes. So if you want to read Leslie's books. One of you bought a book because I got 20 cents royalty. So thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So anything good coming up on Sinister Girls? You know, we're still booking because we're definitely going to restart in September because we're still in negotiations about my what time I'm going to do my radio show. I got to figure that out. So okay, it's a lot of moving parts. So Amy, where can they find you? I'm at Gen X. This is why a podcast I host with my sister and we are covering little house on the prairie. And we also on our Patreon over there cover my so-called life and rock of love, which is chef's kiss. Oh my God. The misogyny of, the hair bands of the 90s just never ceases to <laughs> I think that um, bandana on Brett Michael's forehead is like surgically glued or something. It's glued to his wig. Yeah. 100% glued to his wig. Um, so if you, you know, if you grew up in the 80s and you want to relive some of that shit, come and visit me at Gen X and Supply. I also was um, on Pink Shade this week. Oh, I was on the Bunky though. I was on their Patreon. Yeah. So if you're Pink Shade... Uh, Bunky, which some of you are. Yes. Many of you have come out and told us that. I did sit in for them this week and we talked um, all things family Chantel yeah. and Seeking Sister Wife, which is oh, brilliant. Brilliant. All right, guys. So thanks so much for listening. Again, help us grow the show by leaving a review. You can, you know, tell us that you love Joey. You want to see more pictures of Joey. Maybe... Maybe tell Leslie, you know, mermaids are okay. No, do not post any pictures of mermaids. <laughs> I will ban, I will block you. I legit have a fear of mermaids. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you soon. Bye.